Hello and welcome to Reactives Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evikiori and this week our podcast is focusing on the position on the minimum wage directive agreed by the EU Council. What is in the directive, which countries are opposing and what is the future of the minimum wages. We are also talking about the opening of the vaccinations for children aged between 5 and 11 years old in France and other EU countries. What is the plan and which vaccine is the safest according to the European Medicines Agency? So, in Brussels, the European Parliament agreed on its position on the minimum wage directive after two weeks of negotiations. A large majority of national ministers agreed on a common position, with the only dissident coming from Denmark and Hungary. Now, to break down the components of this story, I am joined by Janos Aman, Euractiv's Economy and Job Editor. So, you wrote on Euractiv.com that the EU Council uh, negotiated on the EU country's position on the minimum wage directive. Uh, simply put, what does that mean? The Labour ministers have found an agreement on this, uh, a common position on this directive. And the directive aims to have an adequate level of minimum wages in all EU member states where there are uh, statutory minimum wages. Um, if uh, some, some countries in the EU do not have uh, statutory minimum wages and they are, will not be forced to actually introduce minimum wages. But for those countries, uh, they will have to um, increase their collective bargaining um, coverage. So that means the collective bargaining is uh, between trade unions and uh, employees. And every country that has a coverage of collective bargaining below 70% will have to make an action plan on how to increase this coverage. Mm -hmm. And just for some clarity here, does this mean that uh, we will see EU countries adopting the same minimum wage? Uh, what exactly is this about? Um, th th that's a good question uh, because it's uh, it's not the same minimum wage. It's not like in, in two years' time, uh, everybody will have at least 1,000 euros a month in the EU. Um, so we shouldn't expect the southern EU countries uh, have the same minimum wage uh, as the northern EU ones, right? No, this would not make much economic sense at the moment. Uh, so the the rule is that every country that has a statutory minimum wage will have to put it uh, on, on an adequately high level and they define it as um, around 60% of the median wage or at least 50% of the average wage uh, in each member state. And I assume most of the EU countries have already uh, a set minimum wage. Is that correct? Um, yes, most of the EU countries have a statutory minimum wage. Um, I think the lowest one is in Bulgaria, uh, the highest one in Luxembourg. Uh, so I think it's 21, um, 21 EU countries have a statutory minimum wage. But of course, the amount is, differs widely between these countries. And there are countries opposing to this directive. Why is that? For a long time, Sweden and Denmark have been uh, opposing this uh, this directive because they have a, a specific a, a very special labor market model in which employees are, or in which trade unions and employers organizations um, manage 
all labor relations between themselves and the state has nearly nothing to say. And they are actually quite happy with this system. They have high wages um, in a system where the state doesn't have anything to say. So they don't want any state interference and they don't want any European interference in their labor market whatsoever. Now, even the trade unions are opposed to, uh, to this directive. Now, Sweden has actually said yes to this directive anyway, saying that, uh, well, uh, they would rather manage the, the compromise than just oppose it. Denmark is still opposed to it as a matter of principle. Um, although they, they do admit that the, the directive will not harm them materially yet because they're, they're, they have been taken into consideration. Um, then also Hungary opposed the directive, and this is more of a matter of principle that they just don't want the EU to to rule on this. Can we say that this directive is sort of protecting the working class uh, by setting a minimum wage to which the employers will have to abide by? The minimum wages will be adapted uh, from country to country. So in every state where minimum wages will be increased, the people earning minimum wages should should profit from it. Trade unions will certainly argue that this will uh, improve lives for, for working people. Also, the directive um, aims to have to, to make collective bargaining more accessible so uh, the people can actually uh, are not hindered to to join a labor union because that is not Uh, not easy in all of the countries um, so that they can organize themselves and that they can have some worker power um, to, to actually influence um, their wages. Well, thank you, Janusz, for the insights. You can find Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast in our podcast newsletter. Subscribe to it on euractiv.com slash newsletters. And if you want to expand your knowledge on other fields, you can listen to our Digital Brief podcast and Agri-Food Brief podcast. And we move to France, who is also struggling with the fifth wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. And on the government's new measures is included the vaccination of children of age 5 until 11 years old. Now, to hear more on this story, I spoke with Clara Bauer from Euractiv France. What is the COVID situation in France and what is the government proposing to do, Clara? What measures are they introducing now? The situation about COVID in France is pretty bad at the moment. Uh, the number of cases are rising more and more every day. Um, so to try to tackle the issue, French Prime Minister Jean Castex announced on Monday new measures. Uh, first, nightclubs uh, will be closed for the next four weeks. Uh, then in schools, uh, kids will have to wear a mask again. Um, working from home is strongly encouraged. And... Something else which is also uh, very much recommended is getting a booster dose. So I read on youractive.com, I read your article, uh, that they are promoting the vaccinations of children uh, from 5 until 11 years old. And this element is actually what grasped my attention, to be honest. Is France the only country proposing this? And what are the reactions to it? France is not the only country in Europe uh, proposing vaccination for kids. Uh, for example, Ireland uh, is reflecting on this idea as well. And the European um, Medical Agency 
the EMA uh, recommended that the Pfizer vaccine um, should be used on children from 5 to uh, 11 because today uh, you can only get the vaccine if you are uh, 12 years old minimum. Um, so now the Commission has to deliver its final uh, position on the matter. Okay, so now my question is, why only the Pfizer vaccine? Um, so, so far it's only uh, the Pfizer uh, vaccine, uh, because uh, for every vaccine that is uh, being used on the market, um, health authorities have to uh, do sort of a checking, uh, but uh, one vaccine by another. And as the Pfizer is the most common one, this is the first one they are currently studying for kids. The European Commissioner uh, Ursula von der Leyen gave her green light for the production of a Pfizer vaccine for kids. And do we know how the vaccine is supposed to work on children? Are there any questions regarding uh, its safety? Of course, there's been a lot of questions uh, that has been asked to uh, governments and health authorities regarding uh, health security for kids. But um, so far, what they know, I mean, what government know, uh, is that the vaccine for kids will be less stronger uh, than the vaccine for adults. And kids can also potentially have side effects, uh, but they are exactly the same as for adults. Um, it's not because you're a kid that you will get more chances to have side effects. And how are they planning to achieve uh, making the vaccines less strong and suitable for children? Uh, well, from what I've read, it will be less stronger because the amount of product, uh, the amount of vaccine uh, will be, um, there will be less uh, product in the jab. Well, thank you, Clara. And our time is up for this week. I am Evikiori and this was your Actives Beyond the Byline podcast. We will be back on your feed next week. Until then, subscribe to our podcast newsletter and visit youractive.com for the latest news. And don't forget to listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Thank you very much for listening. Listener.